Hey, Defenders, this is Andy Fiore. Just wanted to remind you guys that please spread the word about Defend Your Movie. If you like the podcast, if you love the podcast, tell a friend, and please subscribe, rate, and comment, if you would, on iTunes. We'll take suggestions on Twitter. Follow us at Defend Your Movie on Twitter, and send us an email at DefendYourMovie at gmail.com. So again, subscribe, rate, and review, and spread the word, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly. The time has come again. The champion must end. Welcome to this week's edition of Defend Your Movie. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Andrew Fiore, and on the phone calling me all the way from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, is my co-host, Mr. Sean Donnelly. How are you, buddy, out there in the desert? Uh, hello there, buddy. How are you? I am in a, uh, a pretty decent-sized hotel room right now at, at the Rio in Las Vegas. Very nice, Rio, very the, nice. The most popular hotel of 1989. <laughs> <laughs> it still says it on the marquee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm good, man. That's fantastic. I know, uh, you know, this isn't ideal for the listeners, but we wanted to give you guys at least something, a, a nice little quick tidbit since we are uh, we forgot to schedule, uh, we forgot to look at our calendars, and we forgot that we were both going to be in two different cities at once, but we wanted to make something happen at least. Absolutely, and I think we have a good idea. It'll be a quick episode, but we have a good idea for the episode because obviously I flew out here and we, we, we have a whole untapped uh, discussion that we never really broached about. about. I mean, maybe we mentioned airplane movies before. I, I don't remember, but it's, it is a genre that, you know, both comedians, we both fly all the time and you kind of just don't yeah. give it a second thought. You're just like, yeah, I watch it on the plane. But um, before we yeah, even... Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, we do have some things that we watched this week before we get to the meat and potatoes. Uh, yeah. Do you want to start, or do you want me to start? Well, well the stuff that you started, because the stuff that I watched was on the plane. Okay, cool. So uh, I watched uh, a couple Netflix things, and then I watched uh, one uh, theater thing. I saw. Uh, I finally finished the Ted Bundy documentary, which was crazy and pretty much as we expected it to be, but still very interesting. And was, it, was it just like, hey, he, he part of the reason... Was the implication, like, he got away with this because he's a really good-looking dude? Like, was that part of it? That was, was part like, of the theme of it, and he had yeah. the ego of, like, I did nothing wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, wow. And he thought he was going to get away with it, even when it was just, like, mounting evidence against him. In court, he had this arrogance where he was just like, yeah, I'll probably pull this off. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, But there were f- women that they uh, interviewed outside the courthouse who were like, yeah, he's dreamy, a guy who looks like that. I mean, I can't see yeah. him doing anything wrong. You know, it's like, that's crazy well, that it's 1970s mentality. Dude, there's something, it's not even that. Like, there's still women that, like, write, there's like a whole, dude, there was, um, it's, oh, they were talking about it on, uh, oh, was it, Mike Vecchione's and Justin Silver's podcast. They have one on, on the Gas Network. Where Shannon, who works for that that studio, uh, she was 
Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, on the bonfire. They did this too. Yeah, oh, the bonfire. Maybe that was it. Yeah, she, did she talk about the bonfire? They, she, uh, her, their producer, for no disrespect, is like uh, writes love letters to inmates. Yes, yes. So it's still <laughs> a thing. It, it's something about like very much some weird attraction there. It sounds corny, but it's like the bad boy thing. Like that yeah. is a thing. Like that is, and it's always going to be something. You know, it's always. Gonna, that's why when women are like men are jerks. It's like well. I can't, well, don't date an inmate then. Like, no. <laughs> I, it's a, something in that, like, I can transform him at once I get with him. Yeah. Be, you know? Yeah. yeah crazy. It's like, I will be, I will, I will be the one who he changes for, or I will be able to manipulate the situation so I, so he'll do, you know, he'll, he'll be, he'll turn himself around for me. Right, know? right, yeah. So, uh, uh watch that, which was, thing. which was very good, very interesting, nice four-parter. Uh, I watched the Netflix original movie, uh, one of the Duplass brothers made, uh, with, uh, Ray Romano, uh, Paddleton. Oh, how was that? It was okay. That's my takeaway. Yeah. It was okay. It was a very kind of depressing. I don't know if you know anything about it. Uh, I don't know anything about it. I know I watched. I watched yet the time travel one they did, isn't it? I know one of them is in a time travel one with the right. girl from yeah, Parks yeah. and Yeah. And I think I like. Um, I like the, whenever I say I like the Duplass brothers, it's because I like the guy from the league. That's why I always say. Me too. It. Same here. People know them from the stuff they create, and yeah. I'm always like. Yeah, me too. I love that too, but I'm kind of lying. I have I don't I'm not too familiar with it, you know. I'm kind of the same way. So yeah, this was it's one of those like slice of life movies where it's just a uh timeline of a few months uh, a friend gets terminal cancer and then it's basically they go on a little road trip to find this medicine where uh he doesn't want it to uh, he doesn't want his life to get bad. He wants to be able to take this medicine and be able to end his life his life on his own terms peacefully. So uh, it's kind of about oh. you know these two next door neighbors who are best friends and their little relationship leading up to his death. And that's really all it is. There's no more bells and whistles than that. It's just that story of a few months. Has, yeah, very straightforward. The writing? the writing was fun. You forget how good of a dramatic actor Ray Romano it can be. Oh, he's fantastic! Well, they—he's almost—he's had a second life because of it. Like, Absolutely, him and anybody who talks about that show Vinyl that lasted like a year—they're like he was great. Uh, he, he was great. I, I would have loved to have seen that show get a second season. Uh, yeah. He was men of a certain age. I don't know if you ever watched that. He was really good in. No, yeah, he's a great actor. He's an, and that's a hard thing to do. Like he's like a legitimate actor. Like, yeah, that's why he keeps yeah. working like this. You know. Um, go with your strengths. So I noticed. Uh, I noticed that most of all, I, was, I kept going. God, man, Ray Romano is a really good actor. Other than that, I, I didn't love it. It didn't like have that uh, eccentricity of like a, 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 a Wes Anderson where he can take a subject like that and and yeah. really twist the dark humor. There was none. No, really, it was just a very straight up relationship movie about these two best friends, and you kind of. Don't know if they're in love with each other or not the whole time. Oh, okay, that was probably the point of it. Yeah, uh, but it, it was, was okay. It was enjoyable. You realize with those movies, it's funny. Uh, it's all about the writing. It, it, those movies are, you know, you got some cool shots in them, but and maybe some cool cinematography here and there, depending on who's doing it. But the writing really has to stand out for those types of movies for them to get noticed. <laughs> that's all you have. At that point. Funny you say. Funny you say that because uh, Lou Witzke just handed me a note, our beloved DJ Lou, saying they yeah. improvised most of the movie. Oh, which really? I had no idea, and that does make a lot more sense, but even speaks to their talent even more. 
Is that that's true, Lou? Wow, wow. that's pretty impressive. So there you go. Uh, All improvised right. drama? That's yeah, crazy. That is tough improvised drama. Holy cow. That that's, puts a whole wow, new light okay. on it for me. Now I want to check it out. Maybe I'll watch it on my phone in Las Vegas. I wish I knew that going in. I would have uh, looked at it in a completely different light. Yeah, well, it's more 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 of it's excusable, and then on on top of it, that's a pretty it's a huge undertaking. Also, you wonder how much are you filming for that? Jesus Christ! Yeah, right. They must have done fifty takes per. You know, like that's insane. I know for real. To get to the point, it's almost like because you know they do like the episodes of Curb like that where he has where he wants to go. Sure, sure. But to do that for a dramatic movie, it's like, how is that even a thing? Like, yeah. how, like you know, that's really, really good. Well, that's yeah, very that's cool. cool. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, uh, third and finally, I watched uh, Creed 2, finally. Oh, yeah. What'd you think? I know I was late to the ballgame, but I loved it. It's great. I love the rebirth. Maybe not even a rebirth of the franchise, because it's always kind of been there, but it has a new spin on the franchise, and I love it. I love the Creed and- era. It's exactly what's going on, dude. I'll tell you right now. Creed, this is what I said when it came out. I don't know if I said this on a, I'm going to say this on a different podcast, but I said that Creed 2 now makes Rocky 4 a better movie. Absolutely. Do you know what I'm saying? 100% so like, it just does. Ha- yeah, just by having that thrown into the universe, like just like, almost like revamping it and being like, he, it made like Creed, like it made, it made the whole, the whole thing with him dying, like him dying in Rocky 4 was kind of silly back then when it happened. Yeah, it yeah. Back then, you were like, you were like, wait, he's died. Dead? It's almost like, cheesier. Like, oh, they just, you know, come on. Yeah, just it was so like melodramatic. The revenge fight. Exactly, exactly. But with this, you're like, oh no! Like, if you do it, if you show, like, you're showing clips of it. You're not showing. You're not watching all of Rocky Four. So you're like, it makes it cooler. It makes it. It kind of. It makes it a better. It. It, it really. It also it makes it a great springboard for all the Creed movies. Or, Absolutely. Or, or, you know, Absolutely. I was thinking that so, exactly when it ended. I go, what are they going to do from here? This is going to be see, interesting to, and fun to see where they go. Well, somebody uh, – I was talking to my, uh, a friend of the show, Pat Stango, and, uh, who has a, a podcast, How to Watch Movies the Right Way, that you guys should check out, a really funny podcast uh, about movies. And he's – I think we were talking about it right when we saw Creed too, because we saw it together. Yeah. He – I we both, I think we all had the thought you have to have the, the next one Stallone dies that that has to be yeah it's coming because they do he he is cured the cancer yeah 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 he's um, cured but they could come back they, and they, they do reunite him with his son at the end which was a very nice it was a very father son movie at the end there with uh, yeah uh, Adonis talking to Creed's grave and Rocky going to visit his I guess estranged yeah. son. Yeah, it was pretty, it was great. It, it was, was great. really really great. They, they do a great job with those movies, but it kind of it, even though it did wrap things up, it kind of left the door open. Like people are expecting a Creed three, I'm guessing. Yeah. But at this point, are you going to get Michael B. Jordan for a Creed for a third sequel to a movie? That's I don't see why not. I mean, you know, you know, he seems to uh, he does the role really well. Uh, yeah. Why would you? Yeah. Well, why don't you think he would? Because by, it would have to be a really good script and a like because quality wise, it, it could hurt his career if, if, it, if it's if it's awful. If it's awful, it's one of those things that it could be a bad decision on somebody's part. Like, yeah, I guess so, but movie, I I have confidence yeah. now in this new generation of Rocky slash Creed movies that uh, the quality will it's be not, there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, like the first two have been absolutely. great. The first two have been great. 
The first two, the first is unbelievably good. Unbelievable. It's, it's so good. And the second one, basically, it's funny because I think I brought it up and we talked about it on the show before you saw it. I go, it's Rotten Tomatoes kind of nailed it with this. When it first came out, it was like 10% less than the first one. I was like, yeah, that's how much perfect. less good it is. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like perfect. That's, it's like, that's it's, a fun. <laughs> you're, you're literally like, yeah, this is like, I like this. 10% less, like in your head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It starts a little slow, and it does. It follows the Rocky formula where you got to take a loss to get a, a W. And But the, I right. loved the exactly. – I just – it's great seeing Drago again. You know, like kind of – it was also cool to see <laughs> how they did not give Brigitte Nielsen one word to say. <laughs> they, she is such a train wreck they just go just sit there we'll just shoot you you don't need to say anything yeah just get your get your rock set haircut from 93 <laughs> <laughs> i mean how bad yeah. could she have been like to not even say anything because even well, in like she, that dinner scene where there was, she was like say something i don't she think she something. does does she doesn't she say uh or she Runs after him or something when he runs. He he gets mad and he runs away. The the kid and then because uh, she snubs him at the dinner party. Like she's the real villain. Remember no no no. Like, she they go. Uh, you must be very proud of your son. And he gets up and storms away before she even has a chance to respond. And then Ivan um, goes and follows him. You know. And then oh, the yeah, last yeah, like kind yeah, of scene yeah. when they're in the Moscow fight. Uh, you know, uh, Victor is kind of starting to get beaten by Adonis. And she just kind of does one of those head nods to her, her new, uh, you know, husband now, and they just get up and leave. There's no dialogue whatsoever. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> but that, but that proves to you, like they have all this stuff in mind, dude. Like the minute, like the, the minute we have this goofball start talking, it becomes a 1980s movie again. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? Like, true. Yeah, they know that. Like the minute she tries to act, we're, we're, we're sunk. We're done. You know? Yeah. But Dolph Lundgren was great, and the uh, the kid who played Victor Drago was great. It, I loved it. It was, great. you know, it's just one of those movies that just you love. I, I'm so glad they're making new ones. It reminds me of my childhood, and it's exciting to yeah. see where the franchise goes from here. Also, the kid who played Drago, the, the kid, Victor, was jacked. That kid was Monster. insane. Monster. <laughs> he like, had like, like six inches on Michael scary. B. Jordan. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like, he, yeah, he, he, he uh, made him look puny at that some point, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then the best is they have, like, my favorite part is when they have him do, like, they can't be like, hey, you're going to go to Russia and work out. They just have, he takes him to, like, that, like, Mad Max workout place. Oh, it was in, like, great. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> so good. Sean, I'm just getting another note from Lou Whitsky. says they improvised most of Creed too. <laughs> 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 well, they have a lot of uh, it, that, that really came together for coming off the top of your head. Yeah, Lou is just going crazy. Like, <laughs> down with the wind, also improvised. Um, um, so, yeah, let's get to the, uh, the the meats and the potatoes of this week's the episode. Meats and the potatoes of the podcast. For all you defenders out there, I, it's basically, we're not defending. Here's the thing. I think as far as the defense part, what is your game plan when you're on a plane? Because I want to ask you before I tell you what I why okay. I don't watch new movies on the plane lately. All right. When you when you're on the plane, 
what, what what's your game plan? I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna watch a brand new movie. Yeah, well, uh, first of all, it depends on how long of a flight I have. If I don't like starting and stopping something and saving for later, so if okay. it's uh, something I can watch, if it's a four and a half hour flight, I'll almost guaranteed to watch one movie. And if it's if I'm watching it in flight, like on the TV screen behind me, if it's not something from like my iPad or anything, uh, yeah. I'm definitely going through and just seeing what they have uh, that I'll like the most because I'm gonna watch something like just to kill the time. You know what I mean? Like even right, if something absolutely. I don't necessarily am dying to see, I will watch something just to keep me entertained for two hours. Yes, yes. Other and, than uh, that, my, my thing is. I don't have uh, I don't have like a, a movie player like I don't have an iPad I never have uh, I sometimes watch stuff on my phone but that's basically downloading mostly like TV shows from uh, Netflix I can just download it and watch it offline so because I I just hate watching like anything more than uh, like half hour installments on my little phone you know what I mean so it's yeah, either in flight on the screen for me or I don't really watch movies. Well, you know what I do is, what I'm asking is because I started doing a thing where, like, I was on JetBlue, their TV, their broadcast TV just wasn't working in the whole plane. I think it was the weather, the weather was all yep. messed up. That's why, because I left, I left right before the snow. And, uh, but I thought, I was like, I'm not going to watch a new movie, because now I have this thing where I'm so comfortable on planes, I pass out. <laughs> I pass out. Like, yep. And I, I miss, like, whole chunks of movies. Uh, so I'm like, I don't want to watch a new one and then have to go back and rewatch it. Because <laughs> yeah. if it's not that good, you're like, oh, God, I have to, watch, I have to go uh, rent this crappy movie so I can see this one half hour. That I, you know, like, I don't want to do that. That so happened to I me watched... last year with flying to San Francisco. I, there was like, what was that Zach Galifianakis like, heist break-in movie? Oh, oh, uh, oh, God, with him and... Um... Uh, Kristen Wiig? Yeah, it looked like it was a good cast. It looked like it was going to be funny. And then I'm on my way out to the West Coast. About an hour in, I just zonked out. And I got this is not holding my attention. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that, but that happens a lot. So I was like, I should just go with things that I know I'll dig. And it's funny because I was like, I, I had the intention when we first started taking off. I was like, oh, I'll watch the beginning of Caddyshack. I watched all of Caddyshack. And that was kind of fun. That all was right. just like classic you know yeah and and but we've done caddyshack on the show and then but the weird thing about i had i had to deal with something the whole flight i had this lady i had a lady she was an older asian woman right she was yeah. very she was nice i guess oh so she was doing this thing where a few different weird things first of all once the plane got airborne she got out in the middle of the of the aisle and she was doing uh, only what i can describe as Tai Chi up and down the aisle of, of the plane. I'm not being racist. I think no, I get it. I can see. Yeah, but it's just like, yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah. So she was doing that. So every time she would come near the seat, I would start to get up to be like, oh, you want to go back? And she'd be like, and shake her head no, right? And then she didn't know how to work the TV on the the headrest. So, like, she would just have me put on anything. So I, I go, do you want me to put on? So literally, I put on, like, Inception for her, but she had no headphones. Dude, you can't watching. You can't conf- She couldn't figure out the TV. She's not going to follow the plot line of Inception. <laughs> I can barely well, I follow it. And <laughs> well, also she had no. I put on the most confusing movie ever for you, ma'am. <laughs> well, like you said I go. Do you want to watch Inception? And she's like, Yeah. Like she nods, yes. I'm like, Okay. And I hear Inception. <laughs> 
And then I find her just watching the screen of Inception. And then I was watching, I watched uh, Caddyshack. And then while I'm watching Caddyshack, and I watched Matrix after it, while I'm watching those movies, she, I, I kind of, my peripheral vision, I look to my right with my peripheral, and she's leaning her head, like, towards my shoulder, watching my screen. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, but, like, for a long, a long period of time. And I'm like, and then I, I turn around, I just smile, like, hi. And then she just looks like her screen. <laughs> And she was nice enough, but she was like, you know, but it was it was pretty it was pretty much pretty funny. Oh, that's but, hilarious! You know, I watched Caddyshack, and then Caddyshack was awesome, and then, you know, I, I hadn't watched it all the way through in a long time. And then uh, I watched The Matrix and and the original Matrix, which I haven't watched in a long time. Oh, same and here. One of the things I realized, yeah, I, I I'll tell you, it 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 does it holds up like story wise. It's funny. It's like Keanu Reeves. That guy just doesn't age. Like, like I know. Like you can I was tell watching John Wick the other day. And it's just you know, same. Do you follow automotive news, or do you just like cars and want to see what the heck's going on? Well, then you might like Donut Media's new podcast, The Big Three. Hi, I'm James Pumphrey, and every week, me and my co-host slash two of my top five friends, Nolan Sykes and Joe Weber, unpack the latest and greatest in automotive news and trends on The Big Three. You'll also get a lot of laughs, hot takes, and personal insight on cars from the biggest car guys in automotive media. So, whether you're a hardcore enthusiast or just a person who goes up, that's a good-looking car, <laughs> check out The Big Three, available wherever you get your podcasts, or you can watch the full videos at Donut Podcasts on YouTube. Yeah, because he's probably 50 right now, and you can tell he looks younger in the first Matrix, but, you know, it's not by that much. Like, he, the, guy, right. the guy just doesn't age. And, uh, but... I'll tell you one thing that doesn't hold up is um, uh, intermittent effects, like slight effects on there. Like there, there's a couple of different scenes where you're like, oh, this is from 25 years ago. Like, right. What is that, 99? 99. Yeah. So 20 years ago, exactly. So, but you can tell, like it's pretty obvious, which which rightfully so. But you're like, it literally just looks, there's, there's, there's scenes where it looks like they're just throwing green blobs of slime. Like it's, it, it, <laughs> it makes no sense. Like, so, but... So that doesn't hold up, but like the idea of what it is, and like, and it, it's it still is it still is a good movie. Like, it's still I was watching it, like, oh yeah, I'm 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 staying interested in this, and I've watched this multiple times. So that's a good sign, you know. That's cool. I never got into. It. I, yeah. I watched it. I watched that one in college once. Never went back to the rest of the franchise ever. I might not have seen it since 1999. Well, I'll tell you. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so if you yeah. saw it now, you'd be like, you, 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 you know what? To be honest, it was funny because I hadn't watched it in a while. I forgot. There's a couple of things that I didn't, I didn't even when I first saw it. Uh, Storyline wise, I didn't realize what was the case. Like I forgot that it was. Uh, I that it was AI. I forgot it was basically a battle between humans and AI. That's the whole idea. And which isn't that right. like right now? Like if you remember, if you like you know you watch horror, it's just basically like the romantic comedy version of The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> horror is they're kind of saying the same thing in horror. Like you know what's funny is if horror is the beginning of the Matrix, is, is like the prequel to the Matrix. <laughs> like yeah. remember how okay it's, it's yeah that's horror, true. Right? Remember how you remember how she disappears at the end like. Maybe she disappears because they're forming the army <laughs> right, to right, take right. over the planet and enslave the humans. 
Oh, that was sad when she left. You found out she was cheating was on him with like three million other people. <laughs> In her, that's such a great line. He goes, how many other people are you talking to? And she's like, 54,600. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's also a great, it's great writing. It's such a great number. It's some weird number. So. Yeah, yeah. So, um, But when it, when it comes to the Matrix, like that story, they were so ahead of the curve. With the AI story, oh, yeah. so much of that stuff is coming out now, especially horror. I think there's some other stuff that, like even, uh, uh, what's the one? Um, I never watched it. Do, do Ex Machina? What, what's oh, oh Do Sex Machina, which Machina. is great, dude. You would yeah. love. I don't have to watch you would it, love. Like, it's great. I get too freaked out by the thing. <laughs> but, uh, it does. You go, oh, I would totally be that guy who gets tricked. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but but I think there's going to be more and more of this, and like you know, especially with the technology, they're just going to make these amazing AI movies. But this one, like, kind of, there's like people who have the theory, like that's basically what they did 20 years ago is what they, is what Elon Musk's theory was about the human race. Which oh yeah okay. That we're that it's just or we're, well actually no I guess it wasn't because his theory is that we're somebody's video game that we're AI but like they're basically saying in the movie AI gets so smart that it just controls the human so like yeah, it's yeah. a little bit different it's more of like it's more Terminatorish than it is I guess what Elon Musk right is, right like, but more and more it's getting like oh we're the creation of of AI AI created us yeah and that that's like what his theory was and. He's the one who had. He's like, I'll give, you know, what was it? I'll give uh, scientists whoever whoever proves we're in a um, a digital uh, simulation. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll, I'll, I'll give them a million, I'll like you know, fifty million dollars. Something crazy, whatever it was. But uh, interesting, which is kind of what uh, Ready Player One was kind of about. Uh, that end. was like apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, because he does. Yeah, well, what's the end of that again? There, there's like a, he, the gaming is such a crazy simulation of real life. The guy basically builds, uh, he he lets whoever can find the uh, like final key in the game. Uh, yeah, like he lets them take over like the uh, the the company, which is like the That's biggest right. AI or whatever you know. Which is basically like really. I, I guess it would be like the equivalent of like uh, Elon Musk's company, which I can't Tesla. Right, 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 exactly. But, yeah, so when it comes to Matrix, watching it that many, that many years later and knowing what, you, you know, knowing what we know about, like, what, you know, the, even the Elon thing or whatever, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, this, is, this is way ahead of its time. Like, I remember back when, like, it's now the Matrix is not a big deal. But back when it came out, it was like, what is this gothic movie? Like, it's like, it's a oh, movie yeah, yeah gothic totally, movie. absolutely. What is the style? Mean? Like, yeah. It was like the Wachowski brothers. That was definitely, you know, they literally, one of them is a trans woman. I thought now. both went over to that. Oh, yeah, might, you might be right. They might both be. But but they, but they their style, like, I remember them dressing like Matrix people to, like, events and stuff. Like, they, I think they, they like, they signed on for the lifestyle of the Matrix, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like that kind of thing. But, but it's, it's good and, uh... And then, but the only thing that happened is I was like, oh, they didn't have the sequels on the plane, but I was like, maybe when I get home, I'll watch the sequels. And then I was like, no, the sequels are just like, they end up being really boring and uh, I'm not into them. But yeah. like, uh, yeah, so that was about it. So I did that and I had the lady looking over and then I had an old guy that, there's an old guy to my left. The, the plane was packed, dude. The plane was packed Ugh. like, like. 
But to the point where I was like, I'm kind of claustrophobic right now. It was that packed. Ooh, and everybody good. everybody and their brother brings their, their whole entire suitcase on the thing. And I'm like, check your fucking bag. Just check. Half of you check your bag. You know, like whatever. And to my left, there was a guy who looked like he was 90 years old. And in the beginning of the flight, he was coughing. And midway through the flight, he looked over. And I, I, I thought he was dead for a split second. I was like, <laughs> my I'm like, he might be dead. And so I kind of would look to see if he would, like, move his hand and stuff. And then he finally did. And I was like, all right, thank God. But Ew. I was like, oh, he might be dead. Like, he was that old. He was that, That's when you know you're getting old, where, like, if you're napping, you just <laughs> yeah, might be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, there was no – like, it's a 50-50 shot. Like, especially – with the way that you nap on a plane. Oh, dude, you are you kidding? Oh, my dad's 95. I've been at my parents' house before and watching to, uh, watching TV with him, and he just falls asleep every 10 minutes in his Lazy Boy chair, and there's been moments where I've had to go, hey, Pop, hey, Dad, or I'll like, make a noise just so he, he perks up again. I go, okay, not dead yet. <laughs> I know exactly that look. Oh, yeah, that's that guy. And but he probably he naps. It's a certain way of napping. It's like you're holding yeah, down on your It's old man dead napping. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but that, lead, so that, yeah, so that, that kind of leads into mine. I have uh, minor, I have two like very uh, kind of like precious moments. Uh, one doesn't really have to do with a movie, but it was a big enough event where, and the person was in movies. So uh, a couple years ago, I think it was 2016, I was about to fly. I think we both did this festival, a moon tower in Austin in 2016. And I was flying down there. And w- before we took off, I think it was JetBlue, all our TVs were on. And the story of Prince dying literally just went on every single person's TV screen. Because it had happened moments, Whoa. like while we were taxiing to take off. And I'm sitting next to a woman in her maybe late 40s, early 50s. And we can't, uh, it was one of those things where, you know when you take off, but you, so you don't hear the audio of the TV, but you can still see the TV because the captain or yeah. whoever's talking. It was that. Yeah. And she just kind of put her hand on mine and like held my hand. And we both were like, I know, it's so sad. You know? Oh my god! She must have been a huge fan. Yeah, I mean, I, who isn't? I. I but then but I it's tried. Also, it's also that's a heightened experience to find out somebody like that died. Yeah, it was crazy. People. I was just kind of so, like, I know. But, <laughs> I let her hold yeah, my hand. Head, for... like, yeah, but 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 already people are emotional about having to about having to fly. Exactly. Yeah, that's really strange. So... And then also to see it. 50 different versions of it, like in different, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, all the yeah. seats having it on at the same time, that, that's, that's a weird scenario. And then I, another very memorable one for me, which I'll always think is really funny. I believe I was flying to San Francisco to do shows. So I was uh, in the air and I'm trying to decide what movie. I was flipping through the in-flight movies and I landed on uh, Eddie the Eagle, which I don't know if you remember that movie. Okay. It's basically... Uh, uh, about this guy, Michael Edwards. He's a British skier, and in 1988, he becomes the first uh, like British skier since like the 20s to represent uh, the country in long ski jumping. And it's a super emotional plot. They make the kid, you know, in when he's 10 years old, he's just like dreams of Olympic glory, and he's 
not very athletic, and he's kind of as nerdy looking. It's played by the uh, Taron Edgerton, who is the uh, the guy in he plays oh, the main I character never in Kingsman. Saw this, I heard about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's one of those things. It's basically it's an it's an achieving your dreams movie, and it's got yeah. you know he's not special or slow by any means, but it's just like yeah, it's like one of those you don't belong, but then you're eventually going to overcome all that and achieve your dreams. And he gets to the Olympics, and Hugh Jackman plays a great role as his trainer, as like his alcoholic trainer, and it's such a great uplifting story. Sean, I swear to God, at the end of the movie, and because I'm an easy touch, I'm sitting there, I take my glasses off, I'm sobbing. I'm sobbing in the plane. (laughs) And the woman next to me, she goes, sir, is everything okay? I was just like, and I had to just be like, yeah, I'm just an asshole. I was crying at this movie. (laughs) That's when she was just like, oh, all right, weirdo. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, it was a very That's nice story. Funny. But That's yeah, really I was funny. so embarrassed. Well, I had to must, pull it's myself. hard to say that you must have been blubber. You Dude, must have been like, I, I can't. It, it was so sweet. I couldn't control myself anymore. And I think you're you're right too. People's emotions are a little heightened when they're in the air. Yes, absolutely. Just, you're, uh, you're, between you're, all you're, that, it got to me. Oh sure, yeah. Because you're already like you're you're in a freaking flying vehicle, so. and you're and your your <laughs> tension is up. You're you know if, if you, your nerves are up, everything. It's like just adrenaline's going probably at some point. You know? Yeah. Oh, dude, I was fucking crying. So oh, that's funny. That's I will really I'll defend funny. Eddie Eddie the Eagle again, which would be a good one because it's a it, it could qualify as a, a great sports movie, and uh, oh yeah, I, I have an emotional that. connection to it. Yeah, you're like the number one fan right now. <laughs> and it's a good movie. I'd recommend it to anybody, actually. Uh, <laughs> well, let's uh, let's wrap this up. I, I think this is a sufficient enough episode. For yeah, the, we hope you guys enjoyed it. it. If anybody has any sort of fun travel experiences with movies that we uh, would like to hear about, please tweet us at Defend Your Movie on Twitter, and you can uh, email us uh, at DefendYourMovie at gmail.com. Am I correct on that one? That's correct, yes. And uh, you can always follow me at Andy Fiore on all social media. I got uh, Laugh It Up in Poughkeepsie, New York, coming up on March 20th. Uh, Shawnee, where can we find you? I will be uh, – my next gig is I, – I think I'll be at Go Bananas in Cincinnati in the beginning of April. But I'll, I'll mention that again. And then also I'll be in Smithtown, Long Island on I think it's March 16th. Whatever that Saturday is, it'll be St. Patrick's Day uh, at the – Performing Arts Center out there. I think for for I think it's for St. Patty's Day uh, themed show. So come check that out, and then uh, I'll be in Austin at the end of April. But I'll mention that again. So but yeah, that's what I got coming up. All right, fantastic, buddy. And well, uh, yeah, but at, oh, at Shoney Time on Twitter and Instagram. Too. Right. Well, we miss you. I'll see you uh, when you get back. And if you're in Vegas, go see Shoney at the uh, Comedy Cellar in the Rio, and I'll be at the Comedy yes. Cellar in New York City all this weekend. So uh, hey, if you're in Vegas, you have two more days. Have three more days. Two shows a night. You come see me at the Rio at the Comedy Cellar Vegas. It, it, the shows have been great so far. Uh, we're recording this on a wen- on Wednesday, and uh, yeah, it's just it's a blast. So if you're in the area, come by and say hello, and uh, tell me uh, you're a defender, and, and, we'll, and we'll and we'll and we'll hug, and we'll, and we'll we'll kiss, and we'll smooch. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Love you. Talk to you uh, <laughs> when you get back, man. Thank you, my brother. I'll talk to you later. Later.